Russ, hello. Sierra. We just finished our tour yeah. of Thurston Mill Creek. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I love your guys' story. <laughs> Thank it, you. It's just, it's just so Thank fun you. to see. Not very many people ever get to dive into mm, a company or yeah. a business and say, how did it work for mm -hmm. you? Or how did you yeah. do it? That's what I love and about it. A lot of people drive by and like, oh, that's a business. Yes. They just oh, made no, it. Yeah. They just they snap their fingers and they are there and yes. they make millions. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's what everyone thinks. So yeah. <laughs> they, <just> think <laughs> they don't see the, the years of struggle and pain and toil. Yeah, but for, that's for, fun. for me the gray hair. Oh my gosh. I have so many more Russ. <laughs> like I was at my like I have a barber and a hairstylist now and she has to bring it up every time. She's like, there's more. I'm like, I know. I know. They weren't I, I here. I opened up another store. Eight years ago. They weren't here eight years ago. <laughs> well, I'm so happy to have you back. Um, we just did our tour. I'm going to do the official intro to the podcast in just a second. But I brought you some goodies from Dottie's. That's so awesome. So we started I'm off excited. with a drink. He started off with a a, no, a bluebell from right. Thirst, which is Mountain Dew, Blue Curacao. Wait, let, let's mango. just say I feel like I'm in Hawaii. Coconut cream, it's tropical. Yeah, yeah I did so it so tropical. I did an April O'Neill, which is Mountain Dew. You inspired me. I did Mountain Dew, pomegranate, and fresh lime. Super refreshing, Ooh, very summery. Yeah. So we got that. But I brought treats from you. Let me grab them real quick. All right. Look, I am so spoiled. All right. So I brought you some breakfast ones. All right. So if you want to open them up. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So the box is labeled, but this is like sausage, egg, cheese, cream cheese, bacon, jalapeno. Ham cheddars. We got some traditional kolaches here. Now, have you had, when you were in Texas, did you have the traditional kolaches? Like, these are actual kolaches here. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. These, these are probably more common right here. Yes. With, with the food inside. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, I spent in a previous life, you know, 12 years of my career flying to Texas about two weeks to three weeks out of the month. Oh, okay. And every time I was there, they'd all think, oh, you don't know what these are. We're going to buy these oh, for yeah. you. <laughs> you're new. <laughs> yeah, you're so new. Every single yeah. yeah, you're new. So guess what you get? Yeah. And so, you... so it became a tradition. They eat lots of barbecue, you know, for lunch mm. or dinner. Gosh. And Were you in Houston or Austin or? All of them. All of them. Yeah. All Texas. Yeah, okay. all of Texas. Yeah, I, I spent, love Austin. I spent, probably spent the most of my time in Houston, but Austin is the prettiest oh my of gosh. the state. Yeah. Yeah, Houston's a melting pot, but Austin's got the rolling hills, the mm -hmm. green. You don't think of, of what uh, Texas is, and Austin's called the hill country. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. it's beautiful there. Well, these ones, if you warm these up like 15 seconds, a yes. minute, they'll be great. Oh, yeah. There's those. I can't wait. I can't wait. Perfect. I, we'll, I don't want to we'll stuff my face with these right now. We'll set them aside. Won't, I won't talk It'll be all. all over the... <laughs> You'll just hear me. Oh. And then, so I'm excited because you... Have something for me too, right? I do. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, Can we, we have do that gift. now? Could you bring yeah, it yeah, over let's now? Do it. I'm so excited right now. But this is so great. Let me see this. Oh my god! It's, it's not dark enough in here, but oh, Russ, it looks so good. Yeah, make a dent podcast. Dent Those podcast. need to start watching, listening oh, to the podcast yeah. here. I like the silver trucks too. Oh, I yeah. really like the silver trucks on. Yeah, it. it turned out great. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much. Let's show it. <laughs> I'm going to show some B-roll of it in a second. I, I cannot wait. I like, I was, I'm, it's going to mainly go on the wall. I'm not going to, I'm going to be honest, but yeah, I will uh, probably write it a couple yeah, times. I think you have to do both. I love it, Russ. Thank you so much. And these wheels are crazy. What are the yeah, wheels? Yeah, they, these are called shark wheels. They're made for cruising over little rocks, pebbles, little bumpy road. I am It'll take giddy the, right now, Yeah, guys. it'll just make it a little bit smoother and faster ride. Well, I brought in the other board too. I'm going to put them both behind us for okay. the podcast. You want me to go grab it? Yeah, you'll go All grab right. it. We'll set up. We might have to go on a little ride before you leave. 
Guys, I'm so excited. This is bonkers. For those on the podcast, I'm going to describe it to you. Okay, it's clear. It has the Make a Dent logo. You'll see the logo on my Instagram. Pink shark wheels. And then they put LEDs around it. It is insane. And I am in love with it. Oh, my gosh, Russ. Thank you. This is crazy. When we decide, when we were talking about having this made, we wanted something that is going to hang in the background of our official podcast room when it gets made. And this yeah. is going to be there. I love it. This is going to be on I the wall it. forever for the Make It, it podcast. Well, there, there we go. We're bringing gifts to each other. Oh, my gosh. We're such good friends. Look at us. Look how courteous <laughs> we are. All right. Well, let's dive into this. So, first off, Russ, welcome back to the Make It Dent podcast. Thank you for Thank doing you. a round two. Our first one, I was so excited, but we knew that we had to do a round two because we were a little bit limited on time. And I think we're right in the middle of it, too. We were right in the middle of it. Yeah. So I took some notes, um, and I had my buddy Chris take some notes. He's the one that's been communicating with you a little bit. So let's dive into it. For those who are just tuning in, this is Russ Warner of Ghost Longboard. Part two. Part two. You guys have been around for how many years now officially? Officially about four years. Officially four years. Yeah. I'm giving them a little bit of background. Uh, if you're just tuning in, they make amazing clear Longboards. They are clear. You've never seen anything like them. Check them out at Ghost Longboard on Graham. Yep. On any of the socials, probably. Yeah. Yep. Ghost Longboard. Yep. And they, you can completely customize them. I've had, I have a few now. <laughs> I have a few now. <laughs> and I'm so excited. I just got my Make It In podcast board, which will, you'll hear at some point in this, maybe in the beginning, maybe the end of me getting the reveal on that. It's insane. You can completely customize them. And what we had dived into last time, kind of where we left off, is uh, you were talking a little bit about company culture. Yeah. You just had your viral TikTok moment. And I wanted to ask a couple things. So I'm excited to catch up on this. Hang on. Let me just bring my so notes. I, I think where we left off is uh, there was a guy named Alan Wong. Yes. Yeah. So it, Alan, this is, yeah. to me, Alan is kind of, like one of the heroes in the story because he's a coach. He, yeah. he told you to turn the website back on after you shut it off. Yeah. Was yeah, it, th this was right after Brent, my partner's like, Russ, we cannot do this. Yeah. It's too many yeah, boards. Yeah. There's too many orders. I can't do it. We need to shut the website off. Which people probably, when you tell this yeah. story, people are probably like, Oh, what a good problem to have. Yeah, right. Yeah. But in the moment, it's kind of scary. It, it is really scary. Cause I just collected everybody's money. Yeah. You have it all. And, and I'm sitting on their money and they they could look at me as I'm a fraud. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to deliver, yeah. you know, and I'm a scammer and all those things is my integrity. I'm thinking, yeah. You know, it, it, truthful, I was so excited with the, my phone just going crazy. And I had the little noise on my phone on the app is like, bing, bing, bing. I'm like, mm. money, money, money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's for crabs. So, you know, money, oh money, God. money. Yes. So background on this too. So like just quick background for those just joining. He His phone blows up. He realizes that someone had posted on TikTok. He was doing about 10 orders a day before yep. that. And then it was 600. Yep. And then it was 600, and then you're like, shut down the website. Yeah, yeah, we, so, we had like, yeah, a couple thousand, yeah, we had like, yeah, 1,500 orders, I think, in, in like a two-day period, and we're like, what do we do? So you and Brant finally decide you're going to go for it. Then yeah, yeah, so I shut the website off completely, you yeah. know, for about uh, three days. Okay. And, uh, and during that period, people are still sneaking in buying orders. I was like, mm. oh, I forgot to delete that one. Yeah. Or I forgot to turn that one off of no, nothing in stock. So I was trying to take everything off 
nothing in stock. And Alan tells you to turn it back on yes. because of, he's just like, Russ, turn it back on. Yeah, so, so Alan is this guy that I was buying wheels and trucks from right. for the boards out of California. And, and I call him, I say, Alan, I have a problem. I need wheels and trucks. Lots of them. And I go, how many do you have? He goes, well, I think I can get you this many. And I go, okay, I have a check here for you. I have my nephew here. He'll be down tomorrow. You know, this is like a 12-hour drive. Right. So I tell my nephew, he doesn't have a job, just got married. And, uh, and, and he's like, hey, do you have a job for me? I go, I do, in fact. I go, if you can drive down to California and be back in 24 hours, I'll give you 500 bucks. Mm, yes. Okay. <laughs> and I'll pay for all your gas mm -hmm. and everything is like, okay, I'll do it. I mean, you need the money. And mm -hmm. so he jumps in his pickup truck, cruises down to go see this uh, distributor, Alan. Yeah. And I said, fill up the truck, whatever you can fit in it, yeah. strap everything down. How many did uh, he fit in? I think, do you remember? I, I think there was, uh, I'll bet there was enough to build maybe 2,500 boards. Okay, good. So yeah. you had like enough to cover yeah. what you did. So, Alan, you had a, a relationship with Alan before. You were ordering a little bit from Yeah, him. I was ordering but again. But was he like, a, like a mentor at that point? Or like yeah, was no, this the moment that you know, he was like, just like, what do you guys do? Um, you know, kind of like I'm just a little side thing. Right. I'm buying a few wheels and mm -hmm. trucks here and there, having like, uh, you know, I'll be like a big guy, like, hey, I'll take uh, 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 20 yeah. this time, yeah, Alan. 20, 20 this time. time. It's more than last time. Yeah. I'm doubling, man. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm we big growing. time. We're growing. I am big time. Yeah. You, you, you give me the best deal. Mm, yes. <laughs> so then he's like, so then you tell him, okay, I'm going to send a check for this much. I want everything you have, yeah. basically. And then yeah. is, that, is that the moment where he's like, turn your website back on? Yeah. I'll help you find so, so I, to I, I told him the story. He's like, what, what is going on? Because you've only ordered like 20 right. from me. Yeah. I go, well, I just blew up on social media and... People won't stop ordering. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I go, do you know anywhere else I can buy wheels and trucks? He's like, yeah, let me tell you a few other places. And, okay. and uh, I go, I don't know what to do. I just shut off the website because I can't take any more orders. Uh -huh. And he goes, he goes, that's the wrong plan. Yeah. He goes, you, people are dying for your board right now. Mm -hmm. They have their money in their pocket. Mm -hmm. They're going to go give it to somebody. Yep. This is COVID just starting. Yes. And he's like. They need, they yeah, need this. Yeah, yeah, they the need this. The people needed this. Yeah, he goes, if, if you don't take their money, they're going to go buy another skateboard somewhere yeah. else. They're going to buy a bike. They're going to buy That's something. So true. Yeah, and he goes, they are dying to get outside. It's winter's over. Yep. Summer just started. He goes, they need something. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you take their money or somebody else gets it. Yeah. He goes, turn it on and take their money. Good. So did like, you change wow. your lead time where you like. Did you change your lead time expectation like when they ordered? Yes. Like, this so is good to be I, I, went, I went right on the website and I tried to keep it updated. I go, okay, orders from 3,000 to 4,000 were at this time. And I started telling people, I think at the beginning were, were two weeks. And I told people were 30 days. And I put right on the top of the website, we're 45 days out, out yeah. on orders. Yeah. And as I had, because my phone and emails would not stop. Yeah. When am I going to get it? Yeah. Yeah. When, when's my board coming? I ordered yesterday. I'm like, huh. uh, yeah. Sorry, my website says I can refund you. You know, mm -hmm. if you can't wait the thirty yeah. to forty-five days. Yeah. And because I put that big and bold on the website, and were you updating on it? Because it sounds like you were doing a great job communicating the best you can, which I think in this moment is yeah. so important. Like they just people oh, just yeah, need it was to like know communication. Yeah. People just need to know. So were you also on Graham being like, 
Listen, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This it was, just happened. It was, it was Instagram. I was trying to do lives almost every night. Yeah. Like people, I showing them my garage. Oh, yeah. I was like, guys, look at my garage. Look at my house. Yeah. We are working as fast as we can to get yeah. your order through. Amazing. I go. And I tell people, hey, I'm on orders three thousand right now. Mm-hmm. So if you ordered, your order number is in the three thousands. We hope to get it out, you know, this week. Mm-hmm. Then, then, you know, then I'd be like, hey, now we're on four thousands yeah. and. So I was trying to keep people updated oh, all the time, yeah. But still, it wasn't enough. How long did it take you to get caught up and get them to where like your your time frame, like your ideal shipping time frame is, or are you still so working on it? So that was, it was interesting. We finally about September, I was down to maybe three weeks because it happened in May. Bio moment yep. happened in May. Now yep. you're in September. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In September, I was down to about three weeks. Right when we were starting to feel like we got this, oh, yeah, you know, we, we we were cranking at that point, 250 to our max, 400 boards a day. Okay, I had a crew start at 6 a.m. I had them in the in the mornings, the afternoons, clear until 2 a.m. Yeah, we were running crews. Yeah, and uh, we had like 50 kids just rotating them in and out. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. just working on them. Right after September, we started to get caught up. Black, we had to start preparing for Black oh, Friday. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, and Black Friday really starts. You have to start prepping about October. Yeah, because October we had to start prepping as fast as we could. We had to first get all the orders done, yeah. caught up, and then all of a sudden we put out Black Friday. We start telling people if you want to board for Christmas, you have to order by November first, right? Or you're not going to get it for Christmas. Right. So we even start putting our deadline, our cutoff date. Of November 1st for Christmas. Uh-huh. And then what happens with that is people don't really care. There's, ha. you know, They're the great. Uh, well, this, this is when we're getting all the orders from all the grandmas. The grandmas listen. Oh. The grandmas are really good at ordering b- beforehand yes. and the moms. So moms and grandmas were calling us in late September to October, yeah. you know, and make sure their order was in. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the dads are not so good. Yeah. You know, the dads are like, oh, is it December 20th? I need, I need. The dads and me, I am with the dads. I wait till the last (laughs) minute for procrastinate. Yeah. And, and my heart really, you know, it was so hard during this time because you want, I mean, you're getting these emails of, this is the only thing they want for Christmas. Oh, shoot. Please don't let me down. Please. Santa cannot fail. Yeah. and, And you're like. Oh my oh, gosh. And, yeah, they pull every heartstring you yes. possibly get. Oh man. So when we went into November, I switched services on shipping to everything to be second day air. Oh, okay. And I had to because I still was out like two, three weeks to make it. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I got it, I was shipping everything. I didn't care if it cost me double. I just had to make sure I made Christmas. Wow. And then because you have to, you can't trust the shipping department companies during that period either because right. they're they they hire extra trucks and extra people yeah. and and sometimes they're delayed yes. with snow or whatever mm-hmm. and so i moved everything to second day air mm-hmm. clear up until like december 22nd yeah i mean we were i mean we were shipping everything out we possibly could mm-hmm. every single day i was working everybody as many hours as they could mm-hmm. just to try to build I think that says so much, like we touched a little bit on your core values in the last one, but it says so much about you and your company that you do that because that's not, 
a cheap change to, no. to go to second day air. Yeah, especially a 12-pound box. And you didn't forward yeah. that onto the customer? No. Uh-uh. Okay. That's, I'm like so, getting so, chill. Yeah, we were, we were eating this cost because I felt obligated. Yeah. You know, these people need their Christmas. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I was like, oh, we got to get this board to this kid. How do you, so <clears throat> you touched on your core values, some of your core values last time. Can you reiterate some of those things that are important to you as a company um, that you guys kind of like live by? And do you actually have them written down somewhere? Or? No, we, we need to. You know, I, I think that's something we need to post in our in our building. But you mentioned like, like giving back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so the first one is for our employees that we wanted them to have a healthy, safe place to work. Okay. And somewhere they could be mentored and taught, even if they have a hardship in their life, yeah. or home life is not great, or even if they're struggling with anxiety or depression, that they can come work at Ghost and feel safe. Yes. That that was number one. Is is they enjoy it. They'd yeah. rather they'd rather be at work than at home just on video mm-hmm. games. So that was one thing is we wanted to have fun. Treat them like a like people, and and make sure they have opinions, and make sure they're heard, mm-hmm. and make sure that we treat them really, really well. That that was number one. I want everyone to notice the number one because it is not extremely common, I think, to find a company that will say employ something about employees first is an important thing. Yeah, and that's something that says so much about you and Brent and the way you've structured a company, and probably a lot of your success has been derived from that because you're taking care of your team first i had someone ask me the other day like what's what are like the top three things you focus on or whatever and ethan and i've always said employee satisfaction first like yeah. they can't always get what they want like schedules yeah but we can provide a safe environment we're gonna make it fun yeah we can make sure they're taken care of i just think that's so huge so i'm i'm i knew that was probably going to be close to your number one but <laughs> I just want people to know how huge of a deal that is, and it says so much about your company. Okay, so what's- it, it is because if you treat if you treat all of them really well, they're going to treat the customer really well. Oh, it translates and, directly. And, and I would tell people all the time, the number one thing for me is when a customer gets their board mm-hmm. and they open it up and it's wiped down, it's clean, everything works, it's mm-hmm. ready to ride. That they're like, "Wow, I'm so glad I just spent two hundred dollars on this board." Yes. Like. That they're super excited for mm-hmm. it and yeah. super happy about it. And I said, I want everybody to be wowed when they open up their board. Yeah. And, and that was important. So number, number two, you know, for us was uh, how do we give back? You know, how do we, how do we make sure that uh, we're creating a, a product that gets people in this world off of their phones, yes. gets them outside. And I, I always tease it, tell people the graphics outside are better. Yes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that, that on their phone. Yeah. And something that we can feel good that we created a product that we're proud of mm-hmm. and, and they can really like. Mm-hmm. And and with that is uh, we, we started uh, giving a dollar board that, that uh, we built to a charity. Okay. So we wow. wanted to do, so we did first Make-A-Wish Foundation. There oh was gosh, a, amazing. a young girl that had cancer mm-hmm. and, and so we raised money for her mm-hmm. in the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, the second one we did was Underground Railroad. A lot of oh, people don't know what amazing. that is. It's to help stop sex, sex slavery. Trafficking. Yeah, mm-hmm. trafficking around the world. And so, and, uh, so we're always looking for how do you do good in this world mm-hmm. and how do you create you know something that you're proud of yeah. and, and keep your employees really, really happy. But, you- but I like what you said. Employees happy doesn't mean paying them you know, wages that... Uh, that will put you out of business. Yeah, that'll put and you out of business. And that's hard, too, because you yeah. want to. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you want to. You yeah, want to pay them yeah. so much because they're working so yeah. hard. And I do, too. And so it's it's like, 
it's that balance of, okay, like what does a business need? But then how, what are other ways I can listen to them and make them happy? Because I've also learned I've paid people a lot before in desperate <laughs> yeah. times and they still yeah. bounce because yep. either they weren't bought in enough or yep. something or, yeah. or I didn't realize it wasn't going to be a good fit. With company culture, it's so important. Um, and it sounds like you guys, you kind of had an, a vision for what you wanted your company to look like from the beginning. You wanted to know what it wanted, feel, felt like how you wanted it to be. How do you translate that to your employees regularly? How do you like get them bought in on that vision? And do you talk to them a, about it regularly? Yeah, you know, a lot of things is when you're when you're a warehouse, you know, you know, most of our kids that work for us, probably like you, are high school, some college kids, oh, yeah. and we want them to have a good experience while they're going through high school and college. We know that ninety nine percent of them are not going to be here long term, right? And, and but we want them to have this great thing. They look back, hey, when I was in high school, I worked with this really cool company. Mm. Yeah. And they can tell their kids or they can tell stories. So we know we're going to have turnover. At the right. same time, you know, can we have that experience with them? They can tell stories. So we do have a lot of fun. We'll, sh we'll shoot some YouTube videos and then mess around mm. the warehouse, writing boards, you know, mm. and, you know, buying them pizza on Fridays yeah. or, you know, just, you know, kind of just having fun with them. Are you talking to them about, like, your mm. vision, though, about quality, about yeah. making sure the customer's happy? Like, are you talking to them about that pretty regularly? Oh, yeah, yeah. We sit down and talk all the time. Guys, it's so important mm. that, you know, when they open up this board. And and we sit down with them all the time about them personally. You yeah. Know, how are you guys doing? Yeah, that's huge. Are, are, are you happy? One-on-ones are huge. Need? Yeah, mm. we do a lot of one-on-ones just times, to get to know them. The times when my business has slipped the most away from the culture that I want, is when I have not done enough one-on-ones yeah. or been in shop enough. Because yep. I've had two for so long um, that I had to split my time. But that's so important. The one-on-ones with your team are so important. I have something that I want to share with you that was so cool that happened to me yesterday. I'm going to try to keep it together for this. Because you were talking about, you know, people are only here for a certain period of time, but you want to make that time um, uh, memorable for them if they're working yeah. there, right? Oh, yeah. So I had a team member post on her stories yesterday. She was the second hire at Dottie's. Okay. And it was like, I don't know if you've had this, Russ, I'm sure you have, where like, you just need like a little win. Yes. Like you just need yeah. something. And it's then like days. something random happens and you're like, that was the win I need to thank you. I can keep going. This was my win yesterday. And I'm just going to share this because I have no doubt that you're going to have many of these experiences. She posts on her story yesterday. She was my second hire eight years ago. Okay. So we, I posted a picture of Dottie's kind of old school pictures, and she said, Sierra McCleave just posted these throwbacks, and I can't believe it's been eight years. Dottie's was one of my first real jobs, and I could never explain how grateful or how lucky I am to have Sierra as my first boss. Incredible. That, that's awesome. She said, when I started working at Dottie's, I was literally just, it was literally just Sierra, me, and one other employee. Sierra always pushed me to be better, taught me, and showed me how to do everything with so much patience and positivity. Even when I messed up, she showed up with a solution and a better way to do it the next time. Working for Sierra was one of the best experiences despite going through one of the hardest times of my life. Sierra was always there helping me through it and providing a safe place for me to escape and be a part of something. Um, she goes on. I'm not going to go on because... That, that, that's actually it right there. That's the whole... Yeah. Like, I don't think people realize... I don't even think my team realizes how much value I get out of that out yeah. of oh, having yeah. the experience of working with them and not necessarily it being something where they're gonna give me praise later but just watching them grow and teaching them 
And I just love that you said that you want to provide a safe space for your team and that you mentioned that first because this is the gift that keeps on giving. Like, yeah. Because you see them, you you hope that they evolve, you watch them go do other things, you watch them either grow and part of your company. And it's, it's just so important. I'm so glad that I could tell from the first time I walked in your warehouse that you take care of your employees. Well, well that, sure. that was something that I'm still trying to feel like I want to give back. Um, you know, my, my first experience, I worked in a warehouse when I was 16. Oh, okay. And I come from the house that had a single mother working two jobs and, mm. you know, she was gone at 6 a.m., came home at 11 p.m. and I never saw her. Yeah. And wow. it was a uh, survival. You know, I worked uh, two jobs you know, my whole life is, it was survival. Mm -hmm. And, and my boss treated me like gold there in the mm -hmm. warehouse. How he old were you? I was 16. I was 16. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was there and, um, he'd always treat me so well. He treated me like an adult mm. and I was, you know, like their sixth employee and now they're a giant company. But I, but I look back at what he did for me yeah. I've always taken care of me. Yeah. I always made sure I had something. And mm -hmm. and it wasn't, uh, you know, the, the $4.50 an hour I was making. Yeah. It was he treated me so well yeah. and he cared about me. You probably wanted to do everything you could to make him yep. proud. Oh, yeah. You probably did a really yeah. good job because of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. And I've always wanted to give that back. You know, I always thought, man, because of him, you know, I feel like I turned out to who yeah. I am. And, and I learned so much from the way he ran his company and treated people. I want to do the same. Yeah. I think that's just a lesson for people who are like thinking about starting a business or have one. If you really aren't focusing on your employees, like you have, like they spend so much time there. Yeah. They are giving you so much of their time in their life. Even if it's for a short period of time, a good part of their day right. is spent on your business. So you have, if you want your business to hit, it's, <laughs> It, the, um, I'm stumbling here. We'll have to edit it. it but. You know, but it's not a democracy. People have to remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, employees, I love their feedback. Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, as an owner, you still have to, it's still your company. Yeah. And, and you still have to make the decisions mm -hmm. and sometimes the hard ones. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you always still have to remember that there is still that separation of, oh, yeah. Of, of employee sure. of, are they running the company or you running the mm -hmm. company? And, I think and, if you over you communicate, do. like I ask my team for opinions all the time because they're dealing with the customers more than me. Yeah. But then I have to maybe make the big picture decision. They might not like it, but I yeah. think it goes over better if I over communicate why. Yeah. This is why, not just make the decision and then that's it. Yep. So I think over communication is important too. I wanted to talk about you talked about how you didn't want to become a, a fidget spinner, and you're not. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely not. So you you were talking about how you were constantly evolving, coming up with new designs. Um coming up with new well, well like in, ideas, in companies, right? I, so in college, I remember I went and did a, uh, a paper on Franklin planners. Everybody okay. in the 90s had a Franklin. Franklin Covey, yep. Yeah, and I went and met with them. It was one of their VPs. I go, what are you going to do with technology? And this is right when you're starting to hear about technology. Ooh. And they said, well, everybody's always going to use paper. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, and I was like, so I wrote the paper. And I disagreed with them. I go... You know, if you're not continuing moving with technology, eventually, mm -hmm. is paper going to be obsolete? And this wow. was early night, wow. and I had like three Franklin planters at yeah. the time, and That's I kept incredible. thinking, is right when cell phones started to come about and computers. I remember I was taking a computer class, and yeah, like they're teaching you this is the internet. Yeah, you know, like okay, I don't know what it is, but right. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, 
and now you don't see Franklin Planner. You right. don't see people. And, and I think all businesses have to evolve. Mm-hmm. You know, there's old uh, uh, Notre Dame coach, Lou Holtz. He always says, you're growing or you're dying. Right. That mm-hmm. there, there, you cannot just stay. And as a company, exactly. you have to think, okay, you know, skateboards may not go away. Bicycles may not go away. Drinks may not go away. But you have to evolve Absolutely. on how you do your business, yeah. how you're marketing, and how you stay ahead of your competitors. Because, mm-hmm. you know, anyone could go make a drink. Yeah. Anyone could go make a skateboard. Absolutely. So how do you separate your, yourself from yeah. the competition? Yeah. And and I and I bring up the fidget spinner because the fidget spinner is the most recent thing that went viral. Yeah. And then disappeared. It's a flash. Yeah. Yeah, out. it came mm-hmm. out and then it went away so fast. Mm-hmm. I go, okay. Right. And and so I always have that in my head. I don't want to become a fidget spinner. So how do I continue evolving the board, mm-hmm. make sure it's a quality, a thing that somebody wants to use all the time and continue using. How do you do that to stay ahead? What are you looking at? Like, what are you looking at trends, or what ideas? Like, how are you brainstorming that to try to keep your edge? What are, like, tactically, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. so a lot of it is watching what the kids like. You yeah. know, we, we've moved into electrics because you're seeing everybody ride electric bikes to electric yeah. skateboards. I was going to ask you about that. I heard you mention yeah. it yeah. several weeks ago. Yeah, I know so, if I could bring it up. Yeah, yeah, ah! so, yeah. So we we've rolled out electrics and and uh, and they're there. Uh-huh. Um, we've rolled out. We've looked at uh, like you have an electric board right now. Yeah, yeah. For sale. Yeah. <laughs> My gosh, you guys, electric ghost board. You heard it here. Probably yeah. not. Maybe not first, but recent. <laughs> yeah. And and we're always looking at what things do they want? Styles of boards. Yeah. You know, if you look at a traditional longboard. Most of the time, they all look the same. And, uh, you know, and so styles and shapes. And Mm -hmm. so as you watch trends, so we've moved from uh, into a dancer. We've been selling a ton of these dancers. You know, Mm -hmm. people want to dance on them. That may be, you know, popular now, but it may not be popular next. Are they a longer, wider board? Longer board? Yeah, longer, wider board. Okay. And then, um, you know, like the 70s, there's the penny boards. Yeah. And then there was the, the boards for... Uh, downhill racers and there's boards mm. for tricks and there's all sorts and you just have to kind of say you know what do you want and design wise yeah you know it's interesting like for example we're always looking at what are trends you know mm-hmm. and, and we really look at what are tattoo trends yeah and, and that's where you can find a lot of our ideas uh-huh. is oh look a lot of girls have butterflies yeah so we rolled out a butterfly mm-hmm. and that became our number one seller uh-huh. you know as we look at skulls we look at you know yeah tribal things mm-hmm. and you start looking around because if you don't change mm-hmm. you know and, and stay up they're going to find someone else that has that do you keep like a certain number of base designs on your site and then do you add new ones just for a limited time or how do you do that how do you so, like manage so, it so right now that that's something we are going through so uh-huh. right now we have them we have all the designs on our website okay which may be too many and okay. we keep trying to decide and what happens is all of a sudden, someone will go find an old Instagram and say, oh, my gosh, hey, I saw this design. And then they'd have to call me to order a custom. Mm. Like, oh, if I just leave it on there, on there yeah. they can just Make find it. But I do always put the top 10 up top ah, and say, here's the top good. 10 sellers. Yeah, that's a good way to so do it. So they're easy to find those, but they still can search any of them, any of them. that they want. Oh, I love that. That's nice. Um, now, you before... You were just about ready to open your brick and mortar. That's one way that you're trying yeah. to stay ahead. And it's open now. 
Yes. Yes. Can you give us an update on how it's going? Like what you've learned? Yeah. It's been like how many weeks? Uh, it's been about, I think we're going on our third week. Okay. Third yeah. week open brick yes. and mortar location yeah. and it's in Lehigh. Yep. At the Traverse Mountain outlets. Lehigh, Utah yeah. Yep. outlets. Okay. So what have you, how's it been going and what have you learned in the three weeks of having a brick and mortar? Cause you've been sure. online. Yeah. So, so some, some of our, our business model is diversification. Okay. You know, how do you diversify? Yeah. And for us, it was, you know, we have online. Yep. Uh, we, we go after B2B. We work with a lot of companies such as Thirst. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that's one of our huge segments. Mm-hmm. You know, right now we're always talking to companies of making boards for their companies. Nice. Uh, number three was brick and mortar. Uh-huh. Yeah, we had to think about. And number four is wholesale. wholesale. Yeah. Yeah. And wholesale, we're growing about every week with that too. So mm-hmm. I, we just added you know, like Raw John Surf Shop and Triple mm-hmm. uh, X Surf Shop. And oh, we're, talking to, we're talking to, we're talking to, we're rolling out uh, Saks Fifth Avenue. Really? Yeah. Now, only thing I know about them, sorry, Saks, <laughs> is you, you make clothing and handbags and oh my gosh, like a women's yeah. type yeah. store. And they approached me of selling our longboard. So we're rolling this out. This is incredible. Yeah, rolling oh out my ten, 10 boards for them. Okay. Uh, but that I think that's awesome that uh, we're diversifying into mm. different avenues. So Absolutely. the third one uh, yeah, is, the, is the brick and mortar. Yes. So brick and mortar, uh, yeah, we rolled out the outlets. Um, we've done a soft open. We don't even have a sign up yet. Yeah. yeah we're working on <laughs> that. And um, it's going really well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what I've learned from it is... First, we had to learn staffing, you know, yes. like how many people do you need here? And so I kind of worked up there myself, yeah. trying to figure it out. And I'd have, I've learned Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays are slow Okay. <laughs> yeah. at, at shopping. So we, uh, I've got one person that works from 10 to 3 and another mm-hmm. person comes in from 3 to 8. Yeah. And I only need kind of one person there yeah. the first of the week Staffing is so tricky. That's one that it we is. have to... Especially early on, had to really watch, like, you watch it every hour, every two hours. Yeah. One second. Yep. Uh-oh. Good. Thank you so much. All right. Now now we're, hopefully, we're back on. Yeah. No, thank you, man. <laughs> Ethan just, Ethan came in as a hero to save our technology on the uh, camera. So, thank you, yeah. Ethan. The podcast is still rolling. So, okay. So, you so, learned, so you learned staffing. So, so, and we're still learning, you know, yeah. as, as the summer months go and, and we go into winter or Black Friday or Christmas, you know, we have to figure out how many people we have there. So, right now, I started out with Monday through Thursday, a little bit lighter staff, and mm-hmm. then or Thursday evenings to Friday to Saturday, you know, to double up. Picking up. Yeah. yeah. And start looking at that mm-hmm. and still trying to figure out how many staff do you have there because... That is a cost, you yes. know, of having an employee sit there if there's nothing for them to do. Yeah. And then I'm trying to figure out what other things can they do yep. if people aren't you shopping. You have to maximize their time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can only clean it so many so times. so tricky. Yep. And, and so I've started looking at, okay, maybe they can start sending out Google reviews, mm-hmm. you know, while they're there. So I put a laptop up there. I'm just teaching them to everybody that buys a board. We send a, like a text message yeah. to give us a Google review. And I go... This person, you know, can start working on some of yeah. that stuff. And so I'm trying to get them to multitask mm-hmm. and do you know, a few other things versus have them bored, you know, or. I have an idea for you. Yeah, I lo- love it. Okay, so this this was Ethan's idea. And this is what he mentioned. We were having a conversation earlier before the cameras were rolling or at least before the podcast was rolling. And you asked, like, where most of our marketing dollars are going. And yeah. he said it's actually to our own team to get people in because what we do is we have several team members and it's their only job to 
DM, like search local hashtags and DM people directly and just say, hey, this is Rachel from Thirst. I just want to invite you in for, uh, I said that you're in the area. I like this on your feed, this on your feed, so make it personal. I'm going to yeah. invite you in for a free 44-ounce drink and a free beignet. Ah. Come in anytime. Yeah. What you could do is if they're just sitting there, give them, just lay it out exactly, give them access to your DMs. Yep. Tell them to search whatever area you want them to search and start manually yeah, D- inviting DMing people. people. Invite yeah, something up. like that. That could be something that works. But I know what you mean. Like at Dottie's, I have, you know, someone who's doing food prep, but maybe they could also be doing something else. And, and yeah. you have to maximize the labor within reason. You do. And keep, I mean, let them keep <laughs> their sanity. But if they're standing around, I can't tell you the anxiety. If your team's standing around, and you know you're paying them certain, you like how can I yeah. how can I how maximize I justify this? that? <laughs> but I'm glad that you're thinking about that. I'm so excited. I'm gonna come down and check that one out. Um, your brick and mortar people probably don't realize too. Like, well, you're already doing so well. You went viral on TikTok. Why do you need different revenue streams? I have my theory on why we want different revenue streams, but why why is it important as a business to have different revenue streams? So so what we learned, even having the brick and mortar, it becomes part of marketing. We've noticed that 50 percent of the people. Uh, that have walked in so far have never heard of us. Mm -hmm. And that opens up like, oh my gosh. And another part is, if there's people that have seen us online, they've never been able to go touch one. Yes. And we've noticed when they come in and they go touch it and they feel it, spin the wheels and like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, this is really cool. And then people get excited. And we've tried to make it really fun. We've got a really easy layout in there. It's not overly crowded. I I don't like the stores you walk in and you feel like I got to get out because I'm claustrophobic. Yeah. So it flows really easy, super open, mm-hmm. and we do. We give free stickers to everybody that walks in. And they're awesome. like, you're giving us something free, you know? Mm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know, go put a sticker, yeah. you know, on your car, your mug, or, you know, whatever. Absolutely. And so, and check out our website. And so we're very open. Yeah, ride one in the store, try it, stand on it, get a free sticker, just to have so fun it's there. giving you access to more information about the customer experience, right? Because, like, yeah. you can see... What their reaction is. What are they yep. liking? What questions you're, are you're asking? You're helping get more exposure that way. One reason that we like to like wanted to diversify our revenue, like we told you with um, with COVID, we lost all of our catering revenue, yes. which was actually yeah. funding Mill Creek. So it got really scary for a minute. And Vivint went away. Yeah. So those are two very similar things that we never anticipated a pandemic. But luckily we had, those weren't our only business revenue streams we had the brick and mortars we had university of utah to like continue to run so that's why you want different revenue streams within have your you business. thought about going more online like with yes. the delivery and- yeah so that's kind of what we're trying to do ethan's working on that with underground is like it's online ordering only delivery or pickup only from like 5 p.m to 10 p.m okay so that diversifies and that also sure. helps helps us bump that time frame and it's only online. So we just had people in the shop making it. Yeah. It's still kind of its own beast. It's very different. Yeah. But yeah. And we've thought about how could we do online ordering and do like ship our pretzels. Yeah. Oh, places. yeah. How could we ship like how could we ship uh, take and bake beignets or take and bake cinnamon rolls or something like I thought about yeah. that for Dottie's. But it's so important to diversify your revenue streams, I think. Um, last couple questions for us and then we will. Get on our way. And then, I mean, we can talk about anything you want to talk about, too. <laughs> but um, I guess it's been so fun to watch your journey. I, I wanted to share a little bit about, I, I intended to last time, about how I watched. So watched what happened with you. I haven't shared that on the podcast yet. But I found you guys just kind of like randomly via hashtag. 
before the TikTok moment. I knew you were local and I was like, man, these boards look so cool. And I, I like following local business and interacting. It's been, it's just fun anyway. And then as part of me and Ethan's strategy is like, why don't you like interact with the people around you? Sure. So I watched, I watched you on Instagram and then all of a sudden I see this ghost longboard unboxing on my TikTok. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're, they're doing stuff on TikTok. I'm so excited. So I messaged Russ. I didn't know him. I messaged him. I was like, hey, like you don't know me. You just popped up on my For You page on TikTok, and I'm just so proud of you. Like, I'm yeah. so excited that you're, like, on TikTok and that you're doing it and you're local. I just, I was so rad. And he wrote me back. He's like, oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. And we became, like, Instagram friends. And then I watched you go from, like, 4,000 followers to, like, 50,000 to now you're at, like, what, 157? Yeah. That, like, yeah, so many. So that's insane. been, like, so fun from my perspective to watch, like, that happen. And now to know the story about what was going on behind the scenes is so, so cool. I wanted to ask you, as we close up, two questions. First off, what is on the horizon? Like, what are some things that you're looking at, if you can share it? Sure. or Because yeah. I know that you're always looking ahead. Or what are, what are some things that you're looking forward to um, in the next coming months and years? Yeah, so so planning is a big part. You know, like mm -hmm. I said, if I don't want to become the fidget spinner or the Franklin planner, yeah. always planning ahead. And always thinking, what's the next thing? And and some of the things that we're working on is is our first big one of a release is an updated version two of the LED board. So okay. I'm getting rid of the the box in the back, and it's going uh -huh. under, it's going to be a rechargeable under the truck. Uh, that's number one. So oh, that's going to be so clean. the version two will be a lot cleaner, a lot better. That's awesome. Um, the other things we're working on is is um, looking at making a balance board. So even for fitness, oh. so you you know just a uh, something really you can fun. play around with. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A balance board and, and let people play around well, with What I like that you're doing is a lot of people would have your, your viral moment on TikTok. They would think that they've made it and then they would be done. They would yeah. just be so they, they, they just stop. They're just like, I'm just going to keep doing this because this is working, but that will not always work. Yeah. And you're thinking about balance boards. I've heard you mention other boards. Yeah. Yeah. Re yeah. Resin boards. So we're rolling mm -hmm. out more resin boards, playing around with those. I do a lot of collaboration with artists that yeah. paint on our boards and do things. I'm looking at one of my future goals is make a liquid ghost. You know, th really? think of um, like a phone case that has all the liquid yeah. inside of it or yeah. like a lava lamp. Yes. Like liquid inside of the board. Oh, of course. So I think that would Absolutely. look really cool, some LEDs and, uh -huh. and that. Um, I really want to make a clear wake surfboard, which yes. I'm working on, and mm -hmm. then maybe make a, a, a snowboard, yeah. you know. And so we actually just went through this change uh, the last couple of months. We've, got, we've changed our name. We okay. went from ghost longboard to ghost boards. Okay. And the reason yeah. for that is so we can do all things boards. Mm -hmm. And so we've just gone through even changing our logo to change a few things. Right. I've gone through this. Now, who are we? Uh-huh. Yeah, what ghost do we want to be? We did the shotgun approach, and now we're kind of focusing on, okay, let's make it who we are mm -hmm. and build a brand that's worldwide. Yeah, yes. my, my ultimate goal is to make... 10,000 boards a month and everybody knows who we are from Australia to Japan to, mm -hmm. you know, India. Uh -huh. And our, yeah, we've sent boards, it, it, like you said to me earlier, you're walking around the jazz arena and you see people with the orange, with the orange straw. straw. Yeah. And, and I've got to experience that one time I was in Hawaii and someone recognized me. Oh my God. You know, and, no and, or somebody asked me to sign their board. I'm what? thinking, what? You oh. know, yeah, you know, little things like that where they recognize who you are. Or recognize the name. Yep. You're like, oh my gosh, there's somebody riding our board in mm. India and Turkey and Australia and Brazil yeah. and you know and and that's exciting. It's mm. like, oh my gosh, I I made a product 
that people are enjoying it yes. and they love it and they're riding worldwide, them worldwide. And you're, and you look around like, wow, yeah. it's just this weird, weird, weird thing. I, I still haven't put my arms oh, around and you can't, it's, and, and I don't want to let it go because it's such a neat oh, idea and thought. Oh, it's such a special moment yeah. and like something so unique that not many people experience. And I love that you're doing it from a place of passion and compassion and yes. you have a mission and vision that you want to get people out. And I love that you're adapting so well to it and you're rebranding to kind of be, become this, be able to become this bigger thing. Yeah. Um, I've had to do that on a small scale with one of my businesses, but that's so fun. I I'm so excited to watch what happens. My last question that I had to yeah. ask, cause I all thought right. about it last night is knowing what you know now. So if you have all the knowledge that you, that you have now, but you don't have your viral TikTok moment. Okay. But you know about TikTok yeah. and you know about all the things. So you have all your knowledge, but let's say you're just starting out or you decide to start a short company or, or you're just starting out with Ghostboard or reverse. It's before. Start, it's even starting a new company today. It's your, yeah. What would you do? Actually, let me, let me back it up. Let me change it. We'll edit this. So knowing, having your knowledge that you have now, but you don't have your viral moment. So maybe it's April last year, Okay. but you have your knowledge and you know what's possible. What's, what would you do with your marketing? to try to really put fuel on the fire and, and bump from 10 boards a day to more. I, you know, I think a lot of people are afraid of marketing. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say I'm more of a marketing guy first. Okay. That's what I love. It, it's kind of a game yeah. for me. I, I wish I could have go, gone back and prepped and gone for it even bigger. Uh-huh. And um, even if we didn't have a viral moment, there was, I was afraid to jump into TikTok, Snapchat, yeah. um, Likey. There's so many opportunities online to start. But I was going to tell anyone, you're starting a company today, mm -hmm. don't go cheap. Invest everything into your marketing Yep. because it will pay off. Yep. You know, I, I, uh, even my Google, I was so afraid. I was doing $300 a month. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, no, I don't want to spend this. You it's know? hard when you're new and yeah, you don't have it, it maybe. Yeah, or you're reinvesting you every single penny. You're, you're like, like, do I put that on my credit card? Yes. Yeah. And, it's and scary. That, it is scary. Mm -hmm. And and uh, the way of marketing today is social media. Yep. And I wish someone would have said, don't be afraid of it. Yeah. Don't be afraid of social media. Mm -hmm. Now, be smart with it. Yeah. But don't be afraid of it. And, I, you know, even today... I'm learning. I'm tweaking my Google right now. I'm tweaking my Snapchat. I'm tweaking mm -hmm. my TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I keep trying to remind myself even today, don't be afraid of it. Absolutely. And, and look at your ROI. Look at your return on investment. Mm -hmm. And uh, marketing is, is uh, you know, there's an old story. I heard this guy, uh, he had a hot dog stand and, uh, and he was doing really well selling hot dogs. Uh-huh. And his son came home from college and said, hey, uh, dad, did you hear about uh, the crisis going on in the economy and things are really rough and tough and you ought to cut off some of your marketing? And so the dad, he goes, oh, well, my son must be smart. He went to college and so he turned off some of his marketing and oh. sales dropped. And he goes, man, my son was brilliant. And his, his, and, uh, and his son's like, oh, yeah, you know, the market's terrible and and, and it's still crashing, Dad, you know. And so he turned off all of his marketing and his, and his business shut down. He goes, oh, I'm glad I listened to my son. Oh, jeez. You know, and, <laughs> and uh, he, he was smart. 
yeah. and, and knew that uh, it shouldn't be spending any money on marketing. Mm. And look, the business closed down. Mm, right. <laughs> so. Right. I learned that I one of my first like kind of steps into entrepreneurship was I started cleaning carpets with a friend. He had a business. He was a family friend. He had a business, but he was kind of too busy. It was kind of like his side hustle, but he did it. And he just like needed someone to go clean carpets. So I was like cleaning carpets out of his van. Um, and I learned in that moment when you don't market, you don't get jobs and then you yeah. don't get money because I wasn't marketing yeah. yep. and I wasn't encouraging him to market it either. But it's so important. And I think if you're starting out a business, just like Russ said, like if you've never used Snapchat, if you've never used TikTok, but you know your demographic is on those platforms, go learn it. Go dive into it, get exposure into it, and then start messing around. Just start doing things. And you don't need to be crazy. You know, I no. look at, you're not Coca-Cola or McDonald's. Yeah. You don't need to go spend branding money. Yeah. You know, and yeah. just so people know who you are. And don't go pay some actor $20,000 for one post no. hoping you go crazy. No, no, no. Yeah. You, you know, be smart with your marketing yeah. money and, yeah. and maximize it. Yeah. And bring, if you're not super sure, bring, bring a professional in. That is yeah. a worth the investment to oh, yeah. bring a professional in who can tell you where to put those Google ads, who can tell you, give you some direction and then you go execute. Those are dollars well spent because you're getting education too. Yeah. I, I don't know Google that well. And I do, I pay a company yep. and, and they run all my ads and they give me reports and how things are doing. And it is so worth investment mm -hmm. for them to run it for me. Yep. And I still get to control how much I spend. But they, but I have to pay them a management fee and it's mm. so worth it so worth for it. me. Yeah. Well, I love it. That's great advice. Make sure you're investing in your marketing 100%. We're going to close this up today. Yeah. Russ, thank you so much again for hanging oh, out. Thank you. We're going to go. I want to go grab a scotcheroo. I don't know about you. I'm going to get a scotcheroo <laughs> and maybe refill awesome. our drinks. You guys, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to part one, check it out. Make a dent podcast on any of the platforms. Russ Warner with Ghost. Boards. Did you change your Instagram yet? I haven't yet. Okay, so it's still this Ghost Longboard. at Ghost Longboards. Yeah. Check out their website. Uh, check out my Instagram or there's to, to check out this custom Make a Dent podcast board. I'm so excited. Russ, thanks for being on the show again. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>